helping you live well, stay well, while keeping pace with today's rapidly changing healthcare environment. That's Summit Medical Group. And now it's time for SMG Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Summit Medical Group is participating in the American Medical Group Foundation Measure Up, Pressure Down national campaign. This campaign is created to raise awareness among patients, employers, and communities about the dangers of uncontrolled high blood pressure and to achieve the lasting improvements in blood pressure control that lead the way to greater health for all Americans. My guest is Dr. Ellen Lunenfeld. She's an internist and nephrologist specializing in clinical hypertension at Summit Medical Group. Welcome to the show. Dr. Lunenfeld, tell us, please, what is blood pressure? Blood pressure is the force of the blood against the walls of the arteries. We, we measure it in two ways. We measure a systolic pressure and a diastolic blood pressure. The systolic is while the heart is beating and pressing against the walls of the arteries, and the diastolic blood pressure is when the heart's starting to relax. What causes high blood pressure? How is this even measured? We don't know exactly what causes high blood pressure for a lot of patients. It's measured by, again, the systolic and the diastolic readings. And and reading over 140, over 90, where the systolic readings over 140 and the diastolics over 90 is how we measure uh, a recording of high blood pressure. Are there certain risk factors that would predispose somebody to having high blood pressure? Certainly. Um, someone who uh, is overweight... Uh, as we get older, we are at higher risk. Someone who's inactive, patients with diabetes and other medical conditions are at higher risk, as well as people who have a family history of high blood pressure. So let's speak about treatment for high blood pressure because so many Americans suffer from high blood pressure. Speak about medications, Dr. Lunenfeld. What do you do as the first line of defense for someone who comes to see you who's over 140, over 90, or pre-hypertensive, sort of on the line there? So the first thing we talk about is lifestyle modification. And what that means is trying to improve our daily lives so that the blood pressure improves, or for someone who is kind of on the borderline that we don't need medication. And the big things that I talked about are maintaining a healthy weight. So um, even losing 5 to 10% of your body weight if you're overweight is enough to help the blood pressure. For some people, that's 5 to 10 pounds. Uh, increasing your exercise, so at least 30 minutes three times per week, has also been shown to help the blood pressure. And the uh, last thing that I talk to people about is something called the DASH diet. Uh, DASH stands for Dietary Advances to Stop Hypertension, and it's a diet that is very effective at controlling uh, patients' blood pressure along with other uh, lifestyle modification and medications when necessary. Where does salt play a role? Because we hear that people with high blood pressure should avoid too much salt and sodium. Certainly, salt plays a big effect. It's part of the DASH diet as well, uh, but there's also a role in terms of increasing our fruits and vegetables and potassium intake, which is one of the big uh, factors played in the DASH diet as well. What does that mean for people listening? What is the DASH diet specifically? How can it help people? Give us a little bit of an example. So what they found, and for most patients, is that by increasing your fruits and vegetables, and some of that involves eating less processed foods, which are very high in sodium, patients can lower their blood pressure by about five points on average. Um, and certainly salt does play a role in that because processed foods have a large amount of salt. But the biggest thing was actually increasing the fruits and vegetable intake. 
And you mentioned potassium, calcium. Where can people find those to make sure they're getting enough? Most sources of potassium are found in fruits and vegetables. And really just trying to increase and get your five servings a day puts you well on the way to getting a good amount of potassium in your diet. And now speaking of medications, when does it come time that you do put somebody on medications? really depends on the degree of hypertension. So for someone who has stage 2 hypertension, when their blood pressure is 150 over 100 or higher, we usually start them right away because at that point, you're really at a dangerous level, you know, at a higher risk for stroke or other complications. For someone whose blood pressure is lower, uh, more than 140 over 90, but less than that 150 over 100 range, we often will try first to monitor over a period of a few weeks to try to see if changing those lifestyle factors can get the blood pressure under control. But when they can't, that's when we start medications. And if there's a family history of high blood pressure in your family, does that predispose you more? Certainly. Uh, That doesn't mean that you're necessarily always going to get high blood pressure, but it's a good reason at that point to make sure you're getting regular screenings and that you're watching and trying to prevent it as well. And tell us about regular screenings, Dr. Dr. Lunenfeld, should we, how often should people check their blood pressure? At least once a year for most patients. Certainly when we get older, it may need to be more frequent, especially if we have other medical conditions such as diabetes. But for most young, you know, otherwise healthy people without other medical problems, once a year would be reasonable. Twice a year if you start to get to a borderline range. And if you are someone who suffers from high blood pressure, then how often? Should you keep track of your blood pressure every week so that you can let your doctor know? Should you get a blood pressure cuff or go to, you know, one of the drugstores that keep them there? What do you recommend? I think it really depends on the person. Some people get very anxious checking their blood pressure on a regular basis. And for them, it might cause more of a burden to have a blood pressure cuff. But for many people, having a good working home blood pressure cuff gives them a sense of reassurance that they're keeping an eye on their blood pressures. Usually seeing your doctor or at least having the blood pressure checked twice a year, even if you're under excellent control, is still a good idea, though. And what role, Dr. Lunenfeld, does stress play in blood pressure? And you mentioned that some people get a little anxious taking their blood pressure, which could raise it anyway, but the stress that we all, you know, go through every day, can that raise your blood pressure? And what do you recommend to your patients to help control their stress? Certainly stress can worsen the blood pressure. It won't necessarily cause the high blood pressure in the first place, but for many patients, especially those predisposed, it can certainly make the blood pressures worse. And that's where exercise and you know, other forms of relaxation come into play, uh, whether it's yoga or some other form of meditation or you know, just a regular aerobic exercise. They can all be helpful in managing your stress. And what about alcohol? Do we need to cut down on alcohol if you're someone that suffers from high blood pressure? Limiting yourself to one drink a day if you're a woman or up to two drinks a day for a man is uh, certainly a good idea. Tell us about the Measure Up Pressure Down campaign. What do you want people to take from this? Uh, The main key with the Measure Up Pressure Down is to get the majority of patients under good control. The goal is less than 140 over 90, uh, and Most patients can achieve that blood pressure goal, and achieving that over a large population 
such as we see here at the Summit Medical Group, can help decrease the risk of complications such, such as stroke and heart attack. And back to medication for just a minute, Doctor. If somebody is on medication, what medications might they be on, and is it something that then they have to be on for the rest of their lives? Common medications we'll use for management of high blood pressure are diuretics, such as hydrochlorothiazide or chlorothalidone, uh, calcium channel blockers, such as Norvast, uh, also called uh, amlodipine as a generic. Sometimes beta blockers are used. Uh, Metoprolol is a common one. Uh, other medications you may see us using are ACE inhibitors or angiotensin receptor blockers, especially in patients with kidney problems or with diabetes. And some of the medications names you may hear of are lisinopril, um, acupril, or betacarb. And is this something they need to take for the rest of their lives, or do you often see people with high blood pressure, they take medication, they get their lifestyle under control, and then their blood pressure no longer needs to be controlled by medication. I have seen many patients who really make the effort to change their lifestyle, to lose weight, to get in shape, who have been able to come off of many times more than one medication to the point where they don't need any others. But it really takes quite a bit of effort, but it can definitely be achievable. And your best advice, please, doctor, for those listening with a loved one with high blood pressure or if they have high blood pressure for the Measure Up Pressure Down campaign, your best advice that you give your patients every day about controlling their blood pressure. Make sure you get your blood pressure checked. If you don't know that you have high blood pressure, you can't control it. Keeping a healthy diet, maintaining a healthy weight, regular exercise, and increasing your fruits and vegetable intake keeping a healthy diet that's lower in sodium, all good ways to prevent and to treat high blood pressure as well. Thank you so much, Dr. Ellen Lunenfeld. For more information, you can go to summitmedicalgroup.com. That's summitmedicalgroup.com. You're listening to SMG Radio. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening.